Hi, this is Dr. Steve Vargo with a, another episode of the IDOC Focal Point Podcast. And uh, in this episode, we'll be discussing a topic that was previously not real high on, on a lot of OD's priority list, perhaps, but recent changes in an OD's ability to see patients in a traditional capacity have resulted in uh, many practices interested in the option of telehealth. And I can tell you in five years of consulting with ODs, I can't recall a single question that I fielded on the topic of telehealth, but the past few weeks I've received numerous questions and many of the questions involved how to bill for a telehealth exam and how to get reimbursed. That being the case, uh, I've invited back our good friend, Dr. Eric Botts, uh, back to the podcast to answer some of the most common questions that I've received. And a little background on Dr. Botts. Uh, Dr. Eric Botts owns Innovative Eyes, Innovative Eyes Clinics in Macomb, Illinois, and three additional offices in West Central Illinois and Southeast Iowa. He's currently the immediate past president for the Illinois Optometric Association, and he is the CEO of a vendor par- IDOC vendor partner, OBC Billing Specialists a credentialing and insurance submission company catering to optometrists across the country. And Eric has presented more than 300 courses on coding and billing, ocular surface disease, and advanced instrumentation for diagnosis of retinal disease. And he's also published numerous articles in Electrify Journal and Optometry Times. Did I get all that right, Eric? You did, you did. (laughs) All right, so I also wanna mention real quick that we are recording this on April 9th, 2020. And while the information is currently accurate, uh, as we've all seen in the previous days and weeks, uh, it could change in the days and weeks ahead. So um, Eric, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate the invite. We just did a podcast with you about a month ago, and it had nothing to do with COVID. It's amazing how fast things have, have changed. I was barely even on our radar. I think it was something going on somewhere else in the world. So um, it's great to have you back and, and have you as a resource. So let me, again, we're kind of hitting some of the more common questions that I've been getting. Getting. So I'll start here. Um, can you describe the changes that have taken place regarding HIPAA compliance and an OD's ability to conduct telehealth exams? Sure, Steve. So so the changes have been fairly immediate. Um, uh, and and now include uh, optometry in and I believe all 50 states are now able to perform telehealth examinations. Uh, it, it really started with CMS uh, expanding uh, the the telehealth services for senior citizens or Medicare age patients, and then the commercial insurances uh, immediately followed their lead. Uh, and, and basically, what's changed is that is that patients can see any doctor, visit any doctor. Uh, by phone or video conference in order to receive necessary care. And, and they opened this up so that patients would have limited exposure to the coronavirus so they don't have to get out uh, and, and uh, possibly uh, uh, be infected with the disease. One of the changes that, that I think is interesting is, is they have definitely relaxed the HIPAA compliance um, uh, that, we, that we typically follow with, with seeing our patients. And they had to really relax that so that they could open up the telehealth to, you know, FaceTiming and Skype, things like that. Uh, so, so that's one thing that I do think doctors need to understand is, is we, we're not going to be held to the same standard, standards of HIPAA compliance that we were held before. 
but keep in mind, these changes are all temporary at, at this point in time, all associated with the COVID-19 pandemic and, and probably will change at some point in the, in the future. Do you have any sense of when that change would come? It's probably pretty up in the air right I, I now. Don't. I don't. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think this, this could go on for, mm -hmm. for quite some time, mm -hmm. uh, you know, depending on which, which expert you, uh, you listen right, to right. on the news, uh, they all, all have differing opinions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the telehealth aspect of it, but I guess that's a, we'll wait and see on, uh, on that aspect of it. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of confusion. I think part of this is because ODs, um, if, if there were ODs doing telehealth before, I, I think they're probably a small minority. So this, you know, a lot of them are kind of jumping into this and, uh, you combine that with the changes that we've seen and there, there's a lot of confusion that I'm hearing. So, um, uh, a lot of confusion in particular to the codes to bill for telehealth exams and what needs to be documented. So um, can you speak to that? Sure. So, so uh, about 18 months ago, the they, Medicare CMS actually approved a couple of different codes for telehealth that, that, that anybody could, could utilize. And, and uh, I, I want to back that up with, with the fact that telehealth right now is open to all of us to, to perform but depending on the state you, you practice in, you, you may have certain state laws that, that may limit what kind of telehealth you can perform. But today, during the, the pandemic crisis, I, I think we're all able to pretty much practice on the same level. A couple of the codes that came out uh, uh, 18 months or so ago, uh, one was a virtual checking code, a G2012, uh, which is basically just a brief communication uh, utilizing a, a, a telephone or, or a live video interaction uh, basically consists of a five or 10 minute discussion with the patient uh, and, and reimbursement was, was, is very low. It's approximately $15. So uh, that, is, that, is, that is more or less just a, a quick call to see if you really need to see this patient in office. Mm -hmm. The, the other uh, code that, that came available uh, last year was the G2012, which, which is a remote video or image. This is basically the patient who, who sends you a, a, uh, a picture on your cell phone of the red eye or, or, or whatever they have going on and wants you to take a look at it. And then within the next 24 hours, you, you report back to the patient, follow up with them and tell them how, how you'd either treat it or, or potentially if they need to see you in the office. So those are two, and that one also reimburses very, very low, about the $12 range. Uh, so those are two codes that have been around uh, and available uh, for telehealth for, for some time. Now, the, the new additions here are our ability to, to utilize I'm sorry. To utilize <laughs> my dog's going to bark any minute, so don't worry. The joys no, of working I, from home. I know don't worry. that's my office calling me about an urgent <laughs> patient. Which we is got the only ones this I'm world. We've right got now. kids in the background. We've got so, dogs running around. You'll hear from mine as soon as somebody knocks on the door. So sure. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's all right. So, so the codes that you're familiar with that you can utilize today that has really been opened up are the 99 codes, the 9920, uh, the 212213992149902992029203. So those are the basic medical office visits that you've been utilizing in your practice every day. 
And the good news is those re are going to reimburse at, at the, your usual customary uh, allowable fee that, that, that Medicare has been paying you in the past. You do need to document it. You need to, 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 to write down what, uh, uh, you know, the patient's chief complaint, HPI, patient medical history, examination, all those things that you typically would do as part of a, an exam. You need to try to perform uh, utilizing either uh, uh, FaceTime uh, or, or uh, uh, Skype or, or some kind of video audio interaction. And then they also have uh, the codes, the 99421 through 99423. And these are what we call on online digital evaluations or e-visits. Now these utilize a uh, secure patient portal. And I don't know that we're really gonna be utilizing these at this time simply because most of us don't have that secure patient portal set up like a MyChart or, or uh, some kind of program set up to allow you to do this. So I really think we're gonna, we're gonna re rely on the 99 level office visits to, to perform our telehealth examinations. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you mentioned before the, the, we've, you know, lessened or reduced or dropped the HIPAA um, restrictions in terms of, you know, certain aspects of this and the video component. And, and I'm hearing some confusion around that too. You might've partly answered this, but maybe expand on a little bit with the telephone component of this, where if somebody were just to call up and you just talked with them on the phone versus using a, even a conventional platform like FaceTime or Skype. I, I've heard a lot of confusion around the, the use of a phone to conduct a telehealth um, exam without the use of video. If you're not using a telehealth platform, like you mentioned, like a lot of, a lot of doctors right now um, aren't or, um, to use to see the patient, uh, how would that be billed? If I just called you up and we just spoke by phone? So if you're utilizing just audio on a phone, no video, no, um, you know, direct communication, being able to see the patient, then, then you're really not able probably to perform a 99 level office okay. visit. That's so nice. I think you're limited to the virtual check-in, the, the G2012. That can be performed strictly over a, a telephone, audio only. Um, it's, it's basically a brief conversation with your patient and doesn't require you to assess visually any, anything that's going on with the patient. So I would say if you're strictly using the telephone only, you're doing a G2012. Okay, which reimburses very low. Very low, about $15. So flip on FaceTime. Yes. Right. Okay. That seemed to be the, you know, uh, most, uh, the, the best uh, solution for that. Uh, Eric, what about images like texting, a picture or video? Um, are we back to the G codes with that? Let, let's say a doctor spoke with a patient by phone and the patient texted a picture of their eye to the doctor and the doctor used that to make a diagnosis and treatment plan. Um, would that qualify as a telehealth exam and be covered by insurance? So, if if all if if they send you a a picture uh, over your phone and you are looking at it and then talking to the patient at a later time, then that uh, that is the G two zero one zero. That's the remote video or image. Okay. Okay. If you if they send you an image and and you get them on FaceTime or Skype in an audio video type teleconferencing, then you're performing a 99 
level office visit. So uh, it, it's, it's, it's perfectly fine for them to send you images while you're, you're communicating with them. But if you want to bill an office visit, a 99212 or a 99203, you need to have that what we call synchronous. You need to be able to see them and talk to them in live time. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so I'm going to, I'm going to give you a break from the billing questions, uh, the tactical questions. Um, and I'm just curious of your opinion being an expert in that space. And I'm going to cite a recent Jobson optical research survey where they found an increase in the number of ODs using telehealth, an increase in the number interested in the possibility of using telehealth. And also, and I thought this was interesting, an increased interest from patients. Um, and obviously this has been influenced by the current state of the industry with, with COVID-19, but uh, just out of curiosity, do you think these trends will persist after offices start to open their doors? I think that, that they will probably persist. I, I think that the door has been open for a couple of years now on, on telemedicine. And I think uh, everybody has an opinion on it mm -hmm. as to what, it, what it's, it should look like and what it could look like going into the future. I think this definitely is going to have the conversation um, initiated uh, more easily between doctors and 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 legislators as well. I mean, we are a legislative profession. So whatever we do as far as telemedicine goes, it's going to have to be approved likely at the state level in whatever state you practice in. And I, and I think this is probably going to force more of those conversations to take place. And uh, I, I don't think it's going to go away. Um, what it looks like, it will probably depend on the state you practice in mm -hmm. yeah. going forward. I was on a, uh, we do, we call them virtual study groups. Now they're virtual now. They used to be actually live study groups. Um, and we wanted to keep that going. So we do them virtually now. And I was on one last night and the topic of telemedicine, telehealth was brought up and there were three or four people on the, um, on the call. We do it through zoom just like this, that we're doing health and tele telehealth and they love the platform. They have never done it before. So um, I asked them, is this something you think you'll keep doing? after you know your doors reopen and, and they absolutely did think it was something they keep doing i think optometry is a little bit more restricted in the sense of um you know there are things certainly that it's hard to simulate on um you know over a video i can't, I can't see cells and flare I, right. I can't get an yes. iop check and yep. you know even when you we lump in the controversial things like online refractions if, if we eliminate all that and say well those are things we need to bring them in for you really do look at things like you're, you know, following certain things with your established patients, um, you know, whatever it is, you know, dry eye, things that could be monitored, your follow-ups, your contact lens checks, um, all the things that could be done that, that, that don't necessarily require the patient to be in the office. And I, I look at consumer trends too. I look at a younger generation that might, I don't know if we're there yet, but that might just expect that as you start to see more doctors in, in more areas of healthcare go to that model. So, you know, I think you balance those two. I think we are going to see like a lot of things, probably a slow integration, but I, I do think you start to see more of that in, in eye care. Yeah, so. I would agree. I would agree. Absolutely. All right, Eric. Well, um, hopefully this is the last podcast we do on COVID-19. I, I think we're both anxious to get to the other side of this and, and everything get back to normal, but, but thanks for your time today. Oh, I, I appreciate welcome. 
coming well. back. Um, Optometric Billing Consultants is a vendor partner of IDOC, and they've been a fantastic resource um, to have as, uh, for billing-related matters that come up with our member practices. Um, if I don't have the answer, Dr. Botts here is, is usually one of the first ones I'm, I'm reaching out to. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about their services, you can find them online at itsclaimdoctor.net. And uh, you could also contact Dr. Botts directly at drvision at macomb.com. That's D-R-V-I-S-I-O-N at M as in Mary, A-C-O-M-B.com. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Awesome. Thanks so much, Eric. Uh, thanks again. And this is Steve Vargo with iDoc. Uh, stay safe, everyone. And we'll see you on the next Focal Point podcast. Thank you.